to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Welcome to the Astros postgame show, game four of the ALCS. The Astros lose a tough one, eight to six, and uh, they go down 3-1 in the series. It does not look good, RG. I mean, this is my host, RG's co-host, RG Seal with me, and uh, I tell you what, uh, the teams that trail 3-1 to and the last two games on the road, you just don't think it's going to happen. Well, of course not. I mean, the majority of teams that go up 3-1 in this series and the best four out of seven, they end up uh, winning the series. So, I mean, Boston's in the driver's seat right now. They have two games at Fenway Park at game six and seven, but the Astros can't think about that right now. They have to think about game five. They have to think about the fact they have Justin Verlander going out there, who's been nails in the uh, throughout the postseason in his career who's been a godsend to the Astros since he arrived and win game five and then think about game six and then ultimately get into a game seven. But their backs are against the wall. This is elimination game now. And I just wanted to get back to game four, which was a crushing loss to the the Astros. And it'll forever go down as the game with the call. It reminded me of the New York Yankees in 1996 when they went on to win a championship with Jeffrey Meyer. Uh, on the Derek Jeter fly ball, uh, you know, he he reached out from the stands and that altered history and sent the Yankees on past Baltimore and on to a World Series. But in this case, it was a fan who really didn't reach over. You know, uh, Jose Altuve hits a fly ball and it looks like it's going to see. Uh, and then Mookie Betts has to run over, has to make a leaping catch. His glo- glove closes. They say the fan interfered by doing that. Joe West did, at least. He said it was fan interference. Calls Jose Altuve out. It c- changes the whole complexion of the game when the Astros could have tied it in the first inning. Two runs off the board. Want your thoughts on that? Because that's what the Astros were talking about even after the game still. Do you feel like they lost the game because of this? Because I don't. Well, no, I'm not saying that they lost the game because of that. There were numerous other things that happened. But if you look at this, I mean, that changed the game. That took two runs off the board. Maybe they ultimately end up winning. That's what the Astros felt like after the game. That's what a lot of fans who are listening to this felt like, too. It changed the whole course of the game. And, you know, maybe the Red Sox, even if they get more runs off Porcello, they go to the bullpen earlier. You just don't know. I mean, they were really on the verge of having a huge first inning where you maybe score four or five runs. You take those runs off or, or potentially you could have had that. Uh, you, we just don't know. We don't know. And that's just what's kind of irritating because you, you get a home run right there with Jose Altuve up because uh, Springer was uh, on. You know, you have two runs on the board. Yeah, no, I know it. It, it cost him two runs. I, I get it. But, but Josh Reddick, after the game, he said they were talking about it the whole game. It was on their mind the whole game. A.J. Hinch mentioned it after the game. I'm just saying that this is going to go down as the game with the call. That was the thing that everybody yeah, no, was writing I get, about. No, I understand. It's going to go. It's going to go down as that game. But let, let me. Okay, first of all, let me just address the call really quickly because. Yes, it, it, it's a call that I, I don't think you can make right there. I, I don't think that's fair to the fans. I don't think it's fair to the players on both teams that you go, okay, a guy jumps up into the stands. The fans are waiting there for the home run. They're not trying to interfere with anything. The, the, the ball's coming right at their stomach or at their leg or whatever, and they're trying to catch the ball because it's right there. Uh, this is not the Jeffrey Mayer thing where he's reaching over the fence, but we're to the point because the Astros in a way got screwed by the same type of deal 
against the Rockies earlier this year. It was the exact same call where you're assuming that the outfielder makes some sort of extraordinary catch where he's jumping over the wall. And I get it. The ball hits the, the, the fielder in the glove in both situations, but it, it's still a, he's going to bang into the wall. Does he hold on to the ball? I mean, we saw George right, Springer exactly. bang into the wall and, 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 and not hold on to the ball. So exactly. That's what I was about to bring up, that there was a similar play in the game because they assumed on this call. And that's what Jose Altuve said after the game, too. Look, I'm not upset that they didn't call it a home run, all of that. But you can't make the assumption. And A.J. Hinch said the same thing, that, that Mookie Betts makes this great leaping catch. Of course, Mookie Betts is going to say, yeah, I was going to catch it. I was making a leaping catch. I'm athletic. I can do it. Uh, but but with George Springer, we saw he's athletic. He makes all sorts of extraordinary catches. The ball hit his glove, and then all of a sudden it drops out. It doesn't always happen. So you can't make the assumption, oh, yeah, it was going to be a catch. So at the very worst, it should have just been men on second and third, a double. You say, you know, ground rule, ground rule double. But instead, Joe West calls it out. Yeah, that, that, that's what I thought it should have been called. It should have been called. I don't think it cost him two runs. But yes, I do think it should have been a double because that's really how it played out. And that's how it should have played out. But we're now in this situation uh, of put a put a net in the, around the outfield because this, this is kind of not fair to replay. It's not fair to the umpires. It's not fair to the players that now they have to make this some sort of stupid judgment, whether it's a home run, it's a double, you know, fan interference. Because, I mean, this is this is changing games, important games, playoff games. And we're seeing this way too often. And yes, the Astros have been screwed quite a bit this year with calls as the Astros players made reference to. But let me just go to the bigger picture of the Astros bullpen in this series doesn't, uh, you know, they haven't played well enough to win games. The Astros uh, catcher that's supposedly a gold glover can't seem to catch the ball anymore. I mean, there's way too many wild pitches. The Astros pitchers that have spent all year having great control are hitting batters. They're walking guys. This is about the Astros pitchers not being able to contain the Boston Red Sox over the last three games. And it's it's been a bad series for the – usually you would say good pitching beats good hitting. But in this case, the Astros pitching that's supposed to be good, supposed to be great – hasn't done its job, and the starters haven't done their job either. I, I make reference to the bullpen, but look, Garrett Cole wasn't good in game two. Uh, Dallas Keuchel, uh, I guess, you know, we should assume that A.J. Hinch didn't think he could go six or seven innings, and that's what you need him to go if he's Dallas Keuchel, and same with Charlie Morton. He goes three innings, and, and he's out of the game. Now, this could be A.J. Hinch pulling these guys a little bit early, but the bottom line is you expect these guys to go six or seven innings and to put up dominant performances because that's who the Astros' starting pitching is, and they haven't done it in this series, R.G., and the pitching well, has also, been the problem. You also have to give credit to the Boston Red Sox offense here. I mean, told you coming into this series, they had uh, the top offense in, in the league this year. I, I believe it was a two sixty nine batting average. Uh, for the season. And I mean, they're really good and they've had patient, extremely patient at bat where most uh, you, you see how locked in each of their hitters are. Their hitters are in a groove. 
I mean, usually you have some guy who's confused at the plate, take over with the Astros that is just not seeing the ball really well right now. Uh, you have a weak link in the lineup. Go over this Red Sox lineup. They're all taking good at-bats. You know, even if they have an out, it's a productive out, or they work deep counts, or they're hitting with two strikes. And and Jackie Bradley, he's had three key hits. And, you sh- and, and, and here's a guy who bats in front of Mookie Betts, so the Astros are afraid of pitching to Mookie Betts. So he gets, you know, pitches – they're going to come after him. But they, they you really also have to credit this Red Sox lineup because up and down, they've made the Astros pitchers work. They don't bite on the breaking pitches. And then we've said they're a good fastball hitting club, and they've been able to do that. They've been able, Whether it's Devers with a two-out hit, uh, and whether it's Jackie Bradley with the two-out hits, who's had the double and the two home runs. Uh, you look at, uh, you know, Andrew Benatendi, you know, and, and we're not even really talking about Mookie, Mookie Betts and J.D. Martinez. These were the two guys who the MVP candidates coming this season. I mean, Mookie Betts, the announcers keep saying, oh, he really hasn't, you know, broken out this series. Well, he's hitting 300, but, I mean, he doesn't have the home runs and the extra base hits and all of that. And, you know, J.D. Martinez, same thing. So you kind of get lost and you just forget about how the rest of this lineup is very good. And they've made the Astros pitchers work and they've capitalized on mistakes. So, yes, it's a combination of the Astros not pitching well, like we mentioned with Roberto Asuna, mentioned with Lance McCullers. You know, these guys ended up hitting batters or having wild pitches or uh, just being off their control. But part of it also is the approach at the plate from the Red Sox hitters. They aren't expanding the zone, you know, and we saw that with like Alex Bregman, you know, when he wasn't giving in to Red Sox pitchers, you see what he gets on base and, uh, you know, he takes uh, bases on balls. He he doesn't expand the zone. And I, I really feel like, you know, a combination of those things, you have to also credit the Red Sox and the way that they've been able to go this series. The Astros, you know, some, some good stuff happened uh, in the last game with Alex Bregman uh, struggling for the first time. He was 0 for 5. Of course, the great sliding catch to end the game by Andrew Benatendi. You got to tip your cap to that because if the ball gets by him, the Astros probably win the game. You know, guys are going. It's the bases loaded. So you look at a situation like that, you go, okay, uh, the Red Sox made an extraordinary play. You got to give them that. Of course, Josh Reddick made the great diving catch. Uh, the inning before that, or but you look at the Astros and look, I mean, Correa, we were worried about him going into this series. He was three for four. He's come around. He's played okay. Josh Reddick uh, was two for four in this game. And Josh Reddick, you know, wasn't great in this in the series so far, but Josh Reddick had a, had a good game. Uh, when you really look at the Astros lineup, the only guy that's the concern, I talked about this in the last post game show. It's been Yuli Gurriel. He, he's bad. I've looked at the postseason. Everybody's done pretty well when you look at the Astros overall in the postseason. But Yuli Gurriel, who's been the Astros' great clutch hitter over the last two or three years, he's just been – you look at his overall numbers. It's not just this year. It's been, you know, period. And we know what he did last year in the playoffs uh, with the big uh, home run in, in Game 5. But he's been so clutch. And Gurriel – just hasn't been able to do it. He was one for five. He's hitting 176 in this series, but he's come up in so many big situations and just hasn't been able to get it done. I mean, Springer has had another great series. He was three for four. He keeps doing it. Altuve gutting it out on one leg was one for five, nearly missed a a couple of home runs. Uh, Josh Reddick, like I said, was good. Correa was good. Uh, Maldonado is Maldonado, but Tony Kemp was two for three now. He had the walk, but he also had a big play 
late in the game where he was throwing out at second base, ill-advised on that one. But again, give the Red Sox credit. you got to give them credit as well, like you said, in the hitting, but also give them credit in the fielding. Mookie Betts with a great throw. Nobody else gets Tony Kemp at second base. That looks like a sure double anywhere else, but... The Astros, it, it's to me, it's about pitching, pitching, pitching. And you say the Red Sox have been given great about so have the Astros, but the Astros pitchers just haven't been able to get the job done when the Red Sox have done enough to win games. Yeah, I mean, it also is a game of inches too when you when you look at this because I mean, I mean, when you win championships, things go your way. We mentioned that that Jose Altuve ball ball to the seats, but I I just think back in numerous times in that game. You mentioned the Andrew Benatendi catch to end the game. Remember Carlos Correa, just that one step, he's away from a double play? Well, then the innings extended. I mean, that could have been, Ryan Presley could have been out of the inning right there. And then you're not talking about like Lance McCullers being brought in. And then and then you have a clean, maybe Lance, uh, Lance McCullers starts off the next inning and it's a much different scenario. Because when you come in with uh, the bases loaded, right? It's it's a lot different. So, I mean, you had just all these these things that happen that pile up. Uh, and and they're really the, and even with at the end of the game, remember in the eighth inning, it wasn't the end of the game. The, the, of course, the, the Alex Bregman hit just a matter of inches, but Brian McCann is on against Craig Kimbrell. He just gets under it, a matter of inches. If he connects just a, just a, you know, move that bat a few millimeters and boom, he, he, uh, a few centimeters and then he's, that, that ball's out of the park. I mean, he, you know, and then it's a whole different game. It's just, it's, it's really tough. Cause it's, you know, the, the, just, you have to credit the Red Sox. Yes. Uh, breaks, They've, they've made their own breaks. They've capitalized on things, but they're also playing great. To beat the Astros, you have to play great. And, and I really feel that they are. They're, their bullpen's been better than the Astros. And we said coming in this series that, that the Red Sox' weakness was their bullpen, but that Ryan Brazier has really done very well. Matt Barnes has done well. The guy who's been shaky has been Craig Kimbrell, and nobody's really expected that. Everybody thought, okay, how do you – I mean, Alex Cora coming into the series was, how do I get the ball to uh, you know Craig Kimbrell? Uh, you know, that's my big worry here. Well, it's now been like, well, what do I do to close out a game because Craig Kimbrell's not Craig Kimbrell. You even had David Price warming up. So, uh, you know, with the Astros, when you mentioned Yuli Gurriel, getting back to your, your point there about that, he's just not had a good American League Championship Series. There's no way about it. Batting 176. Uh, he needs to pick it up. He hasn't had the clutch hits. And you're right. They've been pitching around Alex Bregman. And that's why Alex Bregman was moved to the top of the order in the game. What, what did you think of that? Did you like the, that he was moved to the top of the order? I'm not sure because, I mean, look, he was in such a groove down there. And, uh, you know, ultimately, you know, Springer and Altuve thrive in their positions. And I, I could see where A.J. Hinch wanted to go with this because it was, uh, you know, hey, the Red Sox are going to have to pitch to him. And they did get some, some, uh, you know, uh, especially starting off the game, they were going to pitch to him. But then when Tony Kemp was up on first base at one time, he had a chance to hit. And they just were not pitching to him at all before. But, you know, I mean, he, he went 0 for 5, like you said. I mean, one of the ones that seemed like at the very end of the game, I mean, that could have been a base hit. Uh, I think they just want to get Alex Bregman up to the plate as much as possible, kind of putting him in the Mookie Betts uh, position, right? Where uh, in the ninth hole, you have Jackie Bradley, and then you have Mookie Betts coming up, leading off, uh, uh, you know, the game. So I, I, and that's your, what the Red Sox team is their best hitter. I know J.J. Martinez and all of that, but, you know, he, he's a guy that can do so many different things, Mookie Betts, and that's what Alex Bregman can do for the Astros. So I don't know if they'll go back to their regular lineup, they'll keep it that way. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming, you know, that, now that A.J. Hinch has made that change and because uh, 
Springer and Altuve are hitting well. I, I uh, you know, it's it's going to be interesting. It's also going to be interesting whether or not they they decide to keep in because David Price is starting. If they decide to keep in Tony Kemp or they go to somebody like Tyler White, and that's a guy you haven't talked about either. Tyler White's had a disastrous series. He looked at that called third strike. Barry Morgan Ensberg of him, I guess. Yeah, that called. Yeah, strike. I mean, but. But then, and then you have another guy in the lineup too, as we know. Both the Astros catchers are just not getting much out of there, as opposed to the Red Sox. I mean, uh, Christian Vasquez is, you know, both against the the Yankees and against the Astros has come up with some big hits. So I mean, the Astros aren't they aren't getting you know the production really from there. But we weren't expecting that. Let, let let me ask you this about the catchers because you know I want to talk about that for a second because. You know, Maldonado, it's been a terrible series for him. You know, he had, you know, the one RBI or the base hit in the game one that was a big one. But Maldonado, his defense has been disastrous. Uh, yes, he threw out the runner uh, late in the game. But still, when I look at the Astros, I mean, I, I think of what Brian McCann did last year, taking the Astros to the World Series. And he's a veteran. He's got a presence about him. He's somebody that... If I was a pitcher on the mound, I would trust in Brian McCann. Maldonado is not the same type of guy. I mean, I don't think he's a guy that brings that because McCann's been around for a while. He's been around a long time. McCann was the big reason why the Astros won the World Series, even though he wasn't hitting, even though he's not that great of a defensive catcher. But McCann's presence as a catcher. I mean, RG, do you think it's, it was all a mistake to go with Maldonado so heavily uh, in this playoffs, I get he's got great. I get he's supposed to be a great defensive player, quote unquote. I'm putting like air quotes around it, but you know, defense is partly handling a pitching staff, and, and maybe McCann's just better at that. Look, he won a Gold Glove last year. I know people listening to oh, Gold Glove. What does that mean? You know, it's just like uh, that's a name only, you know, kind of stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, he, he's somebody that definitely, def- Look, he's a, he is a really good defensive catcher. The Astros. Uh, they they've praised him at the very uh, you know throughout his since his acquisition is this has been a great guy as far as uh, defensive calling you know working with the pitchers uh, and and he hasn't had the problems with pass balls that's what's so kind of strange and about this series i mean what what's happening how is he tensing up he's just having cross signals with his pitchers when aj hinch has to come out and get read him the riot act you know when he's right, coming to right. the mound. Well, like yeah i mean it's it's befuddling it, to me it reminds me of somebody who's who's you know who's a 300 hitter and he just is looks lost at the plate it's like how is a guy who's a 300 hitter that's been you know 100 rbi 30 home run uh, a consistent hitter also why is it look lost right now and going through an 0 for 25 slump I mean, sometimes that why why is a great shooter, you know, in the NBA all of a sudden start bricking everything? Uh, you know, I mean, just sometimes it, it, you, you just have to wonder about that. What, what's going on? But but when you get back to the bullpen, you would say, oh, well, the Astros pitchers are the same. Well, it makes it a lot harder when you have a, a catcher out there that you're just not comfortable throwing your stuff to. Because if you're thinking, well, I want to throw my breaking pitch. But, gee, he might not get it, and then it'll be a pass ball. Then I'll have a runner in scoring position. Or if I have a runner in second, third, that guy's coming home, and I give up a run. You're a little bit more tentative, aren't you? So, I mean, it really has a, a repercussion there. Uh, and, and then when you look with McCann, you know, he also missed some balls yesterday. And you were right. He was great last season. He's a veteran. I, I would like to see him out there. I think that, you know, I thought that they would be split more 50-50. In the playoffs, and it's been primarily Maldonado, I think because of what you saw with Maldonado being able to throw out base runners, keep the Red Sox honest, and he is supposed to have the defensive prowess. 
And, uh, you know, McCann missed a, a, a significant part of the season. And so coming back, I, you know, I, I get, you know, that's one of those questions for A.J. Hinch. You know, are you going to play McCann more? But it doesn't seem like it. It seems like he still wants to go with Maldonado because of the defensive reputation. So I'm going to be working on Thursday night. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do the postgame show Thursday night. We might do something on Friday, might do something later on. I don't know, but depends kind of what happens in the game as well. But, you know, just I want to go through just looking ahead in case and, you know, hopefully people get a chance to listen to this before the next game. But if, if you look at it, it's Verlander. Garrett Cole, those guys need to go out there and throw like seven innings and do what those guys were supposed to do when you went into the playoffs and and not put any pressure on the bullpen because the more guys you use in the bullpen and, you know, we get said all the time in baseball, the more guys you use, the more guys that have a chance to be off that night. And it's better if your starter goes deeper into the game and Verlander and Cole, they can go out there and they could throw up. Uh, darts and they could give you seven good innings and then you get to Presley who has been the the reliever for the Astros to me the one guy that looks pretty good out there even though uh, he did struggle in the last game but I mean if, if I'm looking at it that's the formula to get to game seven and then you know once you get to game seven anything can happen but you know if you look at this right now I mean the Red Sox they just look like the better team the Astros you know, just too many problems, too many holes, uh, just th- things not going well, things not getting done. You know, everything that went right last year, it- it's not going right this time around. And, you know, this is baseball. And just because you have the better team, quote unquote, on paper. And let's remind everybody, the Red Sox did have more wins, even though everybody said, oh, the Astros are the better team. But they had more wins this year. They've been dominant. But, you know, just because you have all that, it's baseball and stuff happens and it doesn't take much. And, uh, you know, like you said, RG, you know, it's a hackneyed and it's old phrase, but it's it's a game of inches. Well, and also, I mean, come on, look, after game one, you a lot of people are already, well, the Astros are going back back and, you know, raise the trophy right now, get the banner ready because, uh, you know, they want it Fenway and they already look like. So, I mean, just just think how things can change in a matter of games. Now it's like, hey, thanks for a nice season. And, you know, the Astros are down 3-1 and very, very little chance of winning just in a matter of days. They've gone for the best team in baseball to now. Uh, you know, second or third best team after the Red Sox. So things can change, and the Astros are not completely out of it because they have a guy on the mound whose name is Justin Verlander, who's been dominant in, in the postseason in his career. He gets the call for Game 5. So if the Astros are going to go down, their season is going to end, at least you ha- you're giving a ball like last year. Remember, the Astros came back for Game 6 at Minute Maid Park against the Yankees, down 3-2, having been swept to the Bronx. Uh, and Justin Verlander went out there and pitched a gem. And so, you know, look, from the other side, you, you know, D- David Price has a lot of question marks. He he really warmed up, you know, heavily the the in in Game Four to come in from the bullpen and possibly close out the game because of Kimbrel struggles. So he's going back today. He's had he's only pitching on three days rest. So you don't even know. Even if he goes out there and gives you four or five innings, they're going to have to go to their bullpen. Well, guess what? The Red Sox already used Brazier for two innings. I used Kimbrel for two innings. Uh, you know, maybe they can use Matt Barnes because he only pitched uh, a little bit in the game. And then you have. Uh, you know, guys like Eduardo Rodriguez, who is or, or Joe Kelly, Joe Kelly pitched, uh, you know, in the game, both uh, Eduardo Rodriguez only pitched to a batter, but they're going to have to find some some 
guys too. And the more that the Red Sox go to their bullpen, I mean, the Astros have been able to hit them as well. So I, I really think it gets down to Justin Verlander, like you said, giving them, which he always has. And you have to feel confident that he can go out there and give you six to seven innings. And then they can go to their bullpen because uh, Osuna didn't pitch yesterday. He's available. Ryan Presley only pitched one inning. I would assume he's available again. You know, so you have some guys, if you can get six or seven from Justin Verlander, and then you take your chances going up to Boston. So, I mean, first things first, they have to win a game five or their season's over. Elimination game, backs against the wall, but it's not over. And the Red Sox won three in a row. And, I mean, they're a great team. The Astros are a great team. So, you know, it's not impossible, but I mean, it's just if you're a betting person and you're going to Vegas right now. Yeah. I mean, you would be betting on the Red Sox to close it out because, I mean, that's just how things go. They're up three one. They're in the driver's seat, but it's baseball. We don't know. And and things can change on a dime. And maybe because of that call, maybe because of the things, maybe the Astros have the chip on their shoulder. Now they get a little if the Red Sox don't stuff them out today, then they have to go back to Fenway and they can say, oh, we just need to win one of two, you know, here at Fenway. Way and we're on for a pennant, but the more the anxiety builds and the Astros are the champions, they're going to have to do that. So to me, this game five is huge for a lot of reasons. And, uh, you know, the Astros have their work cut out for them, but it's not over yet. And, and hopefully uh, we'll have some more baseball to talk about after game five. Yeah, it's kind of big because one team could win the whole thing and one team could be out of the playoffs. You know, yeah, it's a huge game, but just I want to give a little hat tip to some some people because, you know, I just re- still remember back in the late 90s and, you know, Bijou and Bagwell, as good as they were, they were not good in the playoffs. And George Springer, Mr. October, you know, I, you just can't mention him enough. Three for four, hits another home run. It's just remarkable the stuff that he's doing in the postseason. Alex Bregman, yes, 0 for 5, but we know what he's done throughout this playoffs. We know what he's done throughout this season. One of the great performances through a season through the playoffs and defensively just ridiculous I mean he made a lot of errors on throws throughout the season and you know as much as he got a lot of credit for oh he's remarkable defensively yeah there was some easy stuff that he messed up and there were some errors that he had during the regular season but in the playoffs he's just been ridiculous I mean when he doesn't make a play there you're almost you know, jaw droppingly shocked, you know, and then Altuve, like I said at the beginning, just a gutsy performance. Who knows what's going on with his leg? It's like he's carrying it and still managing to get enough speed to, you know, get the first base and make double plays hard and somehow get the second base on, on a ball off the wall uh, with uh, the short wall out there. But, you know, again, Altuve, incredible. Correa, uh, finally hitting that that's fantastic. And the always underrated Tony Kemp, despite the base running mistake, the guy has just been remarkable in this series. He's hitting 375. He's got a 500 OPS. He's got a 875 slugging, you know, he's just been uh, fantastic. And th- what he did defensively, you know, the catch at the wall, but you know, two for three, the home run and people keep underestimating Tony Kemp. You know, and he just keeps getting it done. I mean, and and doing it in big situations in the playoffs and looking forward down the road. Tony Kemp is going to be with this team for the next few years, I think. And and it's good to have him around. I mean, it's good to have Tony Kemp here, RG. 
Yeah, no, it's good to have Tony Kemp. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, he's had a, a good postseason, but and of course had the home run in Game Four too that put the Astros ahead for a little while. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't it wasn't for the whole game. But I want to get back to what you were saying about the stars. To me, it's you talk about the position players, who the Astros stars are. It's Springer, it's Bregman, it's Altuve. And uh, it's Carlos Correa. And all those guys have shown up in this American League Championship Series. They've all played well. And especially with the question marks surrounding Carlos Correa, like you said, he's had the back injury that he's had to deal with. And then, of course, we can't uh, forget about Marwin Gonzalez, who's you know always been Mr. Clutch for the Astros in the postseason. I mean, he's batting three forty five. And, uh, you know, his postseason and has had, you know, clutch hits. So I, we I, I don't I, I want to slight when you're going over the others besides the Astros big star, uh, Marwin Gonzalez, because, uh, you know, this guy, it, you know, he turns it on. Yeah, his his average, it is op- his average is struggling. I mean, he's had some big RBIs in this series, but his average overall, it's not been great. But if you look at Marwin's entire postseason, his OPS is 923. Springer's is 1374 overall. Bregman, 1368. Tony Kemp, 1261. Correa, 859, uh, Reddick 773. I mean, uh, underrated job that Reddick's done. If you look at the postseason in general, and of course the stuff that he does on the defensive end, Altuve on one leg has got a 767 overall with a 267 average. He's not Jose Altuve. And, you know, you talk about things got to go right to, to win a championship last year. They were healthy this year. Altuve, the injury, I think it's a huge, it's still a huge deal, even though he's doing what he can, um, and Tyler White struggling in this series a little bit, but overall, you know, he's got a 752 OPS. Yeah, 231 average, but but he's batting zero 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 in this series, and he's not had good at bats, and that's that's hurt. But 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 he's not, you know, he's not the main. You know, Tony Kemp he's is not the main. The, the, the main stars are showing up, and what you basically said earlier is the case. I mean, the Astros just haven't made the pitches when they've needed to. Their bullpen has has failed them, and their starters, like you said, with I mean, to me, Garrett Cole, it was almost a little bit unlucky there, kind of what happened to him because he he had some great innings and then he had some awful innings, but hey, he ended up giving up five runs, and you know that Jackie Bradley double that cleared the bases, and and that's been the difference in this series because when the Astros were up four to two there, it's been all Boston ever since, and then you have Dallas Keuchel who gave you the innings, and then Charlie Morton, we knew this coming into the game, the guy hadn't pitched since what September 30th against the Baltimore Orioles, it's been almost three weeks. You knew that that that's a command is always an issue when the pitchers had a long layoff and he just he and he also has been battling the shoulder stiff with stiffness we don't know how injured he still may be he's a gutsy guy he won the world series for the astros last year closing out game seven so i mean nobody in houston's ever going to knock that guy he helped deliver the first championship ever in baseball to the city so uh it's just it's kind of unfortunate because we've seen him be so clutch so nail you know over the over his career with the astros in the postseason the, to see him come out and you know just not be the charlie morton to expect and have to go to the bullpen early uh it turned out to be a shootout it turned out to be a classic game just unfortunate the astros were on the wrong side of the ledger and maybe the long layoff for charlie morton was played a huge factor but if you look at everything Altogether, the Astros, you know, the, the pitching is just it, it's just got to be better in this series. And, and hopefully the next time we talk to you is not the end of the season for the Astros. The Astros, we hope you get to listen to this on your way home from work or maybe during your lunch break or something like that. But uh, that's all we got for this one. Uh, we'll, we'll let you go. 
Thanks again for listening. And if you're new to the show, subscribe to Houston Sports Talk on iTunes, Stitcher, or the TuneIn app. You can keep up with this show and my daily Locked On Texans podcast on Twitter and Facebook or by going to HoustonSportsTalk.net or LockedOnTexans.com.